You won't believe the special guest that we have right here with us today. Thanks for having me. Dr. Danielle. Thank you. Dr. Danielle, a naturopath doctor um, who is a gut and hormone specialist. So we are so thrilled to have your expertise here with us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. So in addition to lots of education that she's gone through to become a doctor in uh, licensed in Minnesota and Arizona, she serves her clients and uh, possibly you if you are uh, after listening to this identify anything with your own health but she uh runs a virtual clinic which is so cool um and we'll hear more about that but what i was thinking is just starting with some people like me uh don't know what a naturopathic doctor is yeah so do you wanna yeah let's dive in understand yes. <laughs> i'm not surprised honestly this is a big question i think it's one that i often have to describe what, what is a naturopathic doctor And uh, for me, a naturopathic doctor, I actually went to a medical school. There's actually six accredited ones in the U.S. and two Mm -hmm. in Canada that are medical schools for becoming a naturopathic doctor trained in naturopathic medicine or functional medicine. A lot of people call it that, too. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, so I went and got my biology degree with at Gustavus. And then I went on to what is called Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine it has changed names since then. It's called Sonoran University. It's out in Arizona. And yeah, I went the whole four years getting accredited with them. Mm-hmm. And of course, always continuing education. Always, I'm a, a forever student. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I didn't really answer the question on what naturopathic doctors do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Well, before you do that, so like... Um, someone with a md that means medical doctor right they also go four years but it's medical school Mm -hmm. and then your md MD. that go to a four-year medical school for for naturopathic doctors are they similar they are similar so they're similar in the sense that we get biochemistry we get all like the physical medicine and understanding the body and how it works we get like work with cadaver labs, like we're in person and working through that, right? Mm-hmm. But we also get trained on top of like, how do you clinically diagnose and treat and understanding medications. We get a little bit of understanding of like minor surgery, acupuncture, homeopathy, botanical medicines, nutrients, physical medicine, like chiropractic care, somewhere along mm-hmm. the lines of that. And then um, uh, hydrotherapy. So there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I just kind of think of it as like, I got... I got to learn a lot of unique tools to have that in my toolbox. Yes. Right? Okay, so then I already thought of another question. Like, (laughs) how would you best describe how you help people? Right. So how do I help people? So I really want to learn about your medical history. And so my goal with all my patients is to really dive into what is your past medical history, what are you currently dealing with, and how can we best serve you working from a root cause approach or a whole body approach. So I don't want to just know about like if you if your head hurts. I want to know what else is going on. Like, are you constipated? Are you having food sensitivities? Are you, you know, got diagnosed with this other thing? What kind of medications you're on? I want to know it all, which is why my new patient visit is pretty extensive. 
yeah. it's like 90 minutes, right? Oh, so, so more I'm than so the traditional <laughs> 15, right? And so we work through that so we can identify, like, is there additional information that we can, like, grasp and learn from mm-hmm. it? So I will often use a lot of, like, blood tests, which are used conventionally, but we will sometimes do things that are more broad spectrum, more things that are diving in more. We can use like functional kits like microbiome, uh, stool kits or breath mm-hmm. tests, things like that. Yeah. Just to get a deeper understanding of what, what might be What's going, going on. What's going on right? there. Right. Where we can't see. Right. So then does, since it's virtual, does someone like fill out a questionnaire or how does that? Definitely. So for me specifically, I do, um, discovery calls first to see if you're a good fit because I want to make sure I can actually best benefit you, right? Oh, yeah. So just some basic Just questions. some basic understanding <laughs> of, like, what your health goals are, your concerns, and, like, what my process is. <laughs> Love it. And he wants to be part of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we do the deep patient appointment. Like, if you get scheduled, we go through that. And then I'll help understand if there's any, like, labs that we want to get tested. And we mm-hmm. talk about those. Then we will do an extensive lab review. But in that process, what I like is I'm trying to personalize it to you. Like, what do we need to do in your health and your diet or lifestyle? Or you like, do there is there things that we need to actually help benefit your body that mm-hmm. will work biochemically? So I love using nutrients. I love using botanicals or combination products to actually support our body because there's a lot of things that you can do before needing a prescription medication, right? Or Mm -hmm. maybe a surgery. It just depends on the person, but there's kind of a pyramid of like, what can we do before having to jump to the more severe levels, right? Oh, yeah. So. That is such a service. (laughs) So then, um, what, like, why it, so, okay. I have been seeing everywhere the term gut health, gut health, gut health, gut health, like social media, in articles, on the on the monitors. Yeah. Why is there a big deal about gut health and why is it important? Gut health is important because we are a huge component of actually bacteria and other yeasts that actually help benefit us. Now, not all of them are good. Some of them are bad that we get exposed to for various reasons, but we have this like whole population within us that's supposed to support us mm-hmm. at our gut. That helps integrate nutrients, helps us actually to like break down toxins and hormones and get rid of them through our waste products, right? Mm-hmm. But also in addition to that, our gut has a lot of like nerve ending supply, blood supply, and other hormone supplies there. So you know, you might have heard the second brain, right? Yeah. It, it truly is. There's so much involved at our gut beyond just, like, breaking down foods. Mm-hmm. And so that for that reason, um, there's a lot of research unfolding with mental impact, hormone impact, um, fertility impact, um, autoimmune impact. There's a lot unfolding in that realm mm-hmm. because gut, the gut plays so much in our health. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and... Uh, <laughs> I forgot to tell you this, but I read this book, uh, 10% Human, you know, and I I learned that I think like 2010, 2011 was that um, genome project, mm-hmm. and then they, yeah. they went off of that for micro, micro project, microbiome project yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So when you were speaking, I was wondering, is this maybe 
why we're hearing so much like is this kind of new information that we're learning that's um new science because i know that they they don't really even understand the microbiome to a degree right yeah i think that there's a lot of like information that we probably have known as ancestors that hasn't been passed down as much but like to the benefit of it to a degree but I think that in terms of like our new health diagnoses and things that problems that people are coming about with, mm-hmm. there's a lot of unknowns and what is the basis of that from our microbiome and how is that impacting us to a certain level? I think there's a lot that's been found out, but I think there's a lot still to discover. Yes. So totally, which yeah is leading me right to, um, <laughs> so how would someone listening or watching know if they have like good gut health or if they don't have good gut gut health right well um we can start with the obvious so gut symptoms right um one who might experience constant bloating foul gas burping heartburn like maybe you're like nauseous all the time when you wake up in the morning or when you're eating um Maybe you're constipated all the time, like chronically. Um, I've also had people that are like, I'm IBS. I'm like, I'm like having spurts of like urgent stool and having to run the bathroom. Obviously, those are really clear signs that something has gone awry. (laughs) We need to work on our gut health. Emergency. (laughs) But it doesn't have to be gut health, okay? I've had a lot of people come back to gut health because of like, they were diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Maybe it was thyroid, okay? Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was uh, they were brain foggy and fatigued. I mean, sometimes that can be a result of an, a yeast overgrowth, right? Mm-hmm. Like candida, um, certain populations of that. Or I've had people that are nutrient deficient because they're actually not absorbing their nutrients, right? Um, so it can be things like that. I also would consider looking at gut if there's an infertility issue going on. Um, or there's hormone imbalances because we know from a biochemical standpoint that estrogen is actually cleared. The last phase of estrogen clearance is at our gut. We have our first two phases at the liver and then the third one, the last one is at our gut. And if we have disruption there, our estrogen can be, un I call it unpackaged. It was meant mm-hmm. to exit out. It gets unpackaged and it gets recirculated in the system and we don't want to reuse the same thing. We want some new fresh estrogen in our system, right? So we're always like making and recycling for hormones. So okay. sometimes it's not symptoms that are necessarily related in the gut, but it might be hormone related like pelvic pain, breast tenderness, moodiness, uh, uh, hot flashes or night sweats, things like that, things that are really hormonally linked. So, so <laughs> please forgive me, everyone, but um, uh, you've heard me talk about my own experience and not knowing anything about nutrients or what to eat or what even carbohydrates were and just, you know, what looked good at the grocery store, which was not good for my health or my mental health. And so... This is an unfair question, but <laughs> just like when you look out at all of um, our population with so much, uh, like we all were born into convenience food and fast food and restaurants and not not knowing nutrition, basic nutrition facts and how hard it can be to even find nutrient dense food. 
Would you say that a lot, like the majority of people have poor gut health because of this? Or is that unfair to even question? No, I think that's a very fair question. I think it definitely makes us more susceptible to it. I think um, there's a reason why the standard American diet is called SAD, (laughs) S-A-D. And I think it really does impact us on many different levels whether we realize it or not um we you know we were just briefly chatting like I grew up in Indiana I didn't grow up learning how to cook what to eat um Mm -hmm. I don't think it really was until I went off to Gustavus sadly enough that that's when I started to kind of get an idea that I wasn't doing it right and that I if I didn't change my ways that something is gonna happen Mm -hmm. right so I think um because of fast food, the way that we do our grocery stores here in the U.S., it becomes the norm, but it's not really what we should be seen as normal, mm-hmm. right? You got to look at, like, even some of the other countries. I mean, I don't, like, Spain uh, or I'm trying to think of some other ones. Spain's the one that comes to mind right now. Like, they have a lot of markets on the side of the corner of the street and people shop on the daily rather than, like, yes. once a week. Right? Right? Like, they're Mm -hmm. getting fresh food. Live, fresh food, right? We're not talking packaged here. And it's not considered a burden to them. It's something that is daily and seen as normal. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. I think it's a a fair question to ask, like, does everyone Mm -hmm. have bad gut? And I would say a lot of us probably are living in some sort of form. (laughs) Hi, buddy. I think it's better for him to just join us. He wants he to be famous. He has a lot of opinions about gut health. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which we've been feeding them uh, our lacto-fermented food. So pets have gut health too. Yes, yes. Yeah, that we don't think about. Pets, help, pets have like a microbiome too. Yes, yeah. totally. Okay, so I have so many questions. (laughs) Um, I'm bringing it back to my personal life because I'm hoping that it can help you if you have ever experienced this as well. But for most of my life, it was what you described. Like, I knew nothing. I didn't know how to cook all of it. But I did not know that I didn't feel well because that was what I was born to feel like. And so... I oftentimes blame myself like, oh my God, I ate too much again because my stomach is killing me. You know what that yeah, end of the definitely. meal. Or I don't want to get out of bed in the morning because I'm like, something's wrong with me. You it's know? almost self-deprivation, yes, right? Yes. Like, not, yeah. yeah, you kind so of like what would you, you did say some... like if someone else has ever felt that way? Um, right. Like, how do they know what feeling good is or right I think that you have a good point I think it is really hard to know that there is a better feeling if you've grown up in that way mm-hmm. and it might take some time to realize but I would say the first step is really trying to be in tune with your body usually mm-hmm. when we're acknowledging something that's uncomfortable that's happening enough it's like your your signs your body is giving you signs trying to communicate with you that something isn't correct Mm -hmm. and instead of pain being a problem it's actually trying to help us reverse what we're doing right yeah and so the sooner we can learn the sooner that we can actually reverse that 
rather than getting bigger and bigger knocks on the door on your health and then you end up in the emergency room yeah right yeah or worse (laughs) or worse so like when you start to feel chronically constipated or you feel like you have um period symptoms or you're starting to acknowledge that that's becoming more reoccurring that should be a light bulb that okay what can i do now what can we work on together what am i doing maybe in my diet or lifestyle that's putting me in this position Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not easy well, that's where I kind of consider myself an FBI agent to do that. Yes, that's so cool. <laughs> because I'm really that. looking at like, okay, what are we doing yeah. beyond just like, okay, your symptoms, right? Exactly. So that's, that's amazing. I always I like to that. dig in. I like to, because there's so many reasons. Like there's so many reasons why you could be tired. Mm-hmm. Is it iron deficiency? Is it thyroid? Is it sex hormones? Are you getting too much sugar? Are your blood sugar crashing, right? Mm-hmm. So I consider it my, my job to... To do the digging if you're having a hard time. (laughs) I love that so much. So then are there natural ways that people can improve their gut? Like listening, could that person... Yeah. So um, there's definitely some food things and then there's some diet lifestyle things as well. Or lifestyle things, should I say. So diet, I kind of break it down into three major groups. So I like to think of it as your fermented foods, which is why I love... The toxic-free fermented class because we weren't educated on fermentation at all, even though that's a pretty, like, normal thing back in the day. So, like you said, I think you told me that, like, we would have learned that from our families, right? If we would have been born 100 years ago, we would have learned that. Right? Yeah. And other cultures have a little bit with every meal. Right. like... Probably the least here, though. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, fermented foods are where we actually get our natural probiotic. That's where we get lactobacillus and bifidobacteria from it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we actually repopulate with good, healthy microbes that makes us happy, healthy, healthy and happy. (laughs) Words today. Yeah. And so, um, and it helps create a better balance within our gut. The second food group is going to be your fiber-rich foods. And a lot of that comes down to just eating real life food, right? Mm-hmm. Like your nuts and your seeds, your your leafy beans and legumes, greens. your leafy greens, your mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables. So just eating food made from the earth, yes. right? Yeah. And then inulin-rich foods are what we often hear as prebiotic. If we've ever looked at a probiotic yes, prescription, yes, yes. inulin is usually the prebiotic that's coming in that formulation. And there is a wide variety of food on that. And we can link a list later because it's so random. But I think like are asparagus mushrooms? and leeks, you know, I'm not sure if okay. mushrooms are on there. Mm-hmm. We can check though. Yeah. It's yeah. just a very random group of foods. Random. Yeah. Okay. So those are the three that I would consider as like, we really want those foods in our diet to really maintain a healthy gut. Mm-hmm. One, to repopulate. And then inulin is to help actually as a food source, and so is fiber. And they need that because when they feed on, like, fibrous foods, they turn that into short-chain fatty acids, mm-hmm. which create a really good pH so that they can live mm-hmm. in that environment mm-hmm. and sustain themselves in that environment. So we want to be able to keep that healthy bacteria alive. And they... 
you'll speak better to this, <laughs> but they literally, don't they touch all of our systems and yes. how they function? I, I really do. Weight think, loss, immune. Yeah. I mean, even you can look at fertility. Mental. I think oh, it, fertility. you get microbiome in your breast tissue and even in our sexual organs, our gut, our skin. When we talk about acne, it's on our skin. Mm-hmm. It's not, we talk about it in the sense of gut, but in reality, your entire body has some sort of microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's so amazing. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I forgot to tell about lifestyle really quick because that's a big impact. And I think oh, that a lot yes. of us, especially here in the States, we live that fast paced, I got to do it kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we are often stressed because we are constantly trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. And that stress does impact our gut. So we have the vagus nerve that runs from our our brain down to our gut. And so we have a lot of research showing that our gut gut health impacts our mood and how even mood impacts our gut. So we really got to work on stress management. And that could be finding your favorite class, exercise class. That can be meditation. That can be having a, a family or friend network that's really supportive. That can be mean many different things in reality. Um, good rest because if we're not sleeping a very good you know schedule that's Mm -hmm. a stressor in our body so I say stress doesn't actually have to mean I physically feel stressed it can be things that we're actually doing to ourselves like over drinking or Mm -hmm. um not sleeping well or pushing our limits right Mm -hmm. and I also think a big one that we can do to help protect our gut is actually to think about like slowing down and chewing our food and being present with our food. I know that's crazy to think about, but mm-hmm. if we're just throwing it down, right? We're not like actually chewing. We're not giving our body the digestive enzyme cascade needed to break down the food, mm-hmm. absorb those nutrients and get the nutrient factor that we're really trying to get from mm-hmm. eating. Mm-hmm. So I think that like just sitting down and being really mindful and present is another big piece as well. Mm-hmm. So, so and I can't help but <laughs> think this while you were talking, but yeah. I was like, so if you come across someone who, you know, cuts you off in traffic or <laughs> might be rude to you, like, it's possible that they are missing some nutrients or nourishment or... I think a lot of us, stuff. we... We do have a huge population that is binge eating, but we do have a lot of population that's just not eating on good increments. And so we're having blood sugar drops and cravings and just we're not getting the nutrients needed to like support all our biochemical pathways. And so I kind of give it, I always give this a visual to my patients. Think of a Ferris wheel. A Ferris wheel has an axis, right, that it goes around on. And then it has all these nuts and bolts, right? And if you aren't getting those nutrients, you're kind of missing the nuts and bolts. And your Ferris wheel is just going to like deteriorate down and fall off. It's just going to roll down the road, right? It's not going to work like it should. Right. And a lot of our biochemical pathways, hormones, mood, uh, how we make energy, all this type of stuff, right? It's a constant like circular pattern. Mm -hmm. So So (laughs) what what are the food additive chemicals and the high sugar and... Uh, what a lot of us are grow into or grow up eating what's surrounding us in the gas station and the grocery store what is that doing to our gut health like the overload of that those kinds of things eating foods that are highly processed highly palatable right they were 
like meant to taste super sweet, right? And have colors and stuff like that. It, they're, it's a ability to grab your attention and want them. Mm-hmm. They are creating an imbalance. So when we have too much sugars in our gut, we're actually disrupting the balance, whether we're decreasing them or we're like, bringing up a lot of like yeast and other bad bacteria. So the balance becomes shifted, right? Then what happens is is we get sick with something that is bacterial infection related, right? Sinus infections, or maybe it's a UTI or a yeast infection or gastritis or something, right? Mm -hmm. What do we do? We go give antibiotics. We clean out all the bacteria that's supportive to us, right? Mm -hmm. And then we don't have any in the conventional world, at least, I, maybe quote me if I'm wrong and they're starting to change, but uh, normally it's just like, take this, be done with it, you're good to go. But what happens is we continue to eat the same foods, creates more disruption, right? So mm-hmm. we really, first, we can be preventative by supporting our good gut, mm-hmm. keeping the healthy lactobacillus family. And when I say lactobacillus, we, it sounds like one, but it's honestly like a huge spectrum yes. of family here <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Um, But we really want to support that so we're not, one, getting those infections or having to use antibiotics to kill off an infection, right? Mm -hmm. But if we need to, I mean, there are certain circumstances when an antibiotic might be warranted, but I think it's about having a follow-up plan afterward on how you're going to heal your gut and repopulate that so that Mm -hmm. we're not having a reoccurrence rate. And I'm forgive me, I'm asking another unfair question because (laughs) the research on environmental toxins is so new. Like everything that I read is like, well, we really don't know how this is affecting human health. And we really, Mm -hmm. but in, in your opinion, or maybe what you've seen, how do environmental toxins play into all of that as well? As well. I, I think there's a lot of research that is unfolding, but I definitely have a sneaky suspicion that it's impacting us way far greater than we would ever imagine. Um, I mean, we're inundated with, or inundated, should we say, with chemicals everywhere. Um, I mean, we just heard in the news here lately about Forever Chemicals, PFAS, being in women's feminine pro- products, like yes. uh, period underwear, which you would think would be a really clean way of going about menstrual cycle, right? Yes. Um, or just like your regular tampons having dioxin. I mean, I th- the fertility rates are in decline. It is a fact. We have research on that. And I really think there's a huge role in that. I think probably why autoimmune conditions are on the rise, as well as diabetes and other metabolic conditions, you know, like insulin dysregulation and stuff like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then women, we're also seeing more like endometriosis and PCOS. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a huge tie to that. I think, sure, you can say that a product may have minimal chemical to it, but let's talk about like just period products. We have a cycle monthly for how many years? Yes. <laughs> or in t- addition to all the other or yeah, or men come into contact. Yeah. Talk about men. You know, we use our traditional detergent. We use our hand soaps or traditional body products. Uh, fragrance. I mean, fragrance is a cover term for so many different chemicals, right? Yes. And uh, men too are 
seeing low sperm <laughs> counts and low testosterone and mm-hmm. it's becoming a problem. Mm-hmm. So I really do think that um, it's impacting not only our gut from like, you probably heard the word leaky gut or what I like to call increased gut permeability or hyperpermeability. Uh, I think that's a huge piece that is there mm-hmm. um, along with a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So, well, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, my last question, um, and hopefully this will be uh, leaving you with uh, something really hopeful after all of this, but what is, in your opinion, the greatest benefit of having good gut health? The greatest benefit of that, honestly, I think if you have really good gut health, there's a benefit to everything. 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 Isn't that wonderful? I mean, it is. I say this yes. because we've talked a lot it's about. Not just me. <laughs> She's the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think that this is actually empowering because I think a lot time, a lot of times in medicine, we get told that we don't have control over it, but. Our gut plays such a huge role, and I think there's even more research to unfold, but I really think there's so many things that you have the power and control to do at home, mm-hmm. maybe starting with the fermented class, right? Yes. Getting fermented foods back in our diet. It should yeah. be daily. It yep. should be daily. Mm-hmm. So, and you have the ability to choose your foods and create gardens at your home and, mm-hmm. you know read labels if you can start learning where to at least look at your sugar content or maybe some of the common chemicals or whatever you know Mm -hmm. i i pretty much don't buy anything with fragrance written on it yeah um so just kind of picking and choosing some places where you can slowly implement it i don't think it's something that's overnight and i don't want to overwhelm anyone Mm -hmm. um i think you could probably agree too that with um gut health or like even toxins it's all just about learning and making changes where you can. Yeah, and definitely, like, listening to this is such a great step. And now you have this information, so the next, now you know. So the next time you are making your choice of what to purchase to yep. eat or what to purchase to wash your hands with, you'll you'll be empowered with the yeah. knowledge of how this can enhance or harm yeah my definitely. health yeah I, I think it's doable I think I, I like I said I didn't start my journey right away I sure didn't yeah. and I still went down this path of finding naturopathic medicine which we can talk about a whole nother day <laughs> but um I think that like from there it was just baby steps it was like I'm gonna drink more water I'm gonna like throw out this Dawn dish soap when it's done and I'm gonna switch I'm going to, I'm just going to like, once it's all ran out, I'm just going to buy something new. Or when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to buy a few foods that I wouldn't normally do. Right. Mm -hmm. I just think it was like, taste the rainbow. (laughs) Uh, Go to when you look at your grocery cart, this is all you really need to do. Is it live, real plants? Yes. Yes. And are we tasting the rainbow? Are we getting colors and all the, you know, purples and the greens and the reds Mm -hmm. and the yellows? And you don't need anything else in your cart. No, really, you don't. I think a lot of people think that, like, dinner has to be this, like, big, huge event. And I promise you, once you just start learning how to just pick real food, mm-hmm. it doesn't need, like, a whole, like, ordeal. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the meals that I make are 30 minutes and under. Yes. But they're nourishing. Like, you've probably never 
experienced. If you're like me, I had never experienced nourishing food. So. Can, I, can I say one other thing? Because <laughs> I, I came to the realization, okay, I, I'm not perfect. I have eaten out, right? Mm-hmm. Go to the fast food on occasion. Every time I go through a fast food drive-in, because I'm hangry, right? You're like, I'm hungry. I need food now. It has always taken more time than if I would have just drove home and made myself a meal. Yes. More time, more money, and I promise you the food that you just ate will keep you, like, full and sustainable much longer than what you would have eaten at a fast food restaurant. Yes, and I, um, I, I would add to that with what you were talking about that, uh, um, a nutritionist once said to me, start now paying attention to how you feel when after you've eaten that Mm -hmm. so if that if fast food is part of your routine and you are not ready to give that up or a sugary sweet you know after dinner really get in tune with your body eat it and just really like feel how you feel and acknowledge it it's amazing it is it really is it's so amazing when you when the light bulb goes off on like your body actually trying to work with you because I really do believe it has this like it wants to be in balance it wants to be in homeostasis it wants to work with you once you start to like realize that you are like oh my god (laughs) my body is actually telling me something here and when I do what it's asking for I actually feel like a thousand times better and then when you go to do that same thing and you feel worse you're like it's no wonder why it's because you have realized where you were at and what you can do to reverse that yes and that's where I kept struggling like why am I so happy by doing this but (laughs) I've come up now after all these years of compounded health of the the word reward Mm -hmm. like your body rewards you with just exaltation and soaring and joy and good energy performance yeah your body's actually performing the Ferris wheel yeah. like it's meant to. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. Yeah. I would say, like, think about the a time that you felt, like, amazing and write that down because that can be a driver to making changes. Mm-hmm. And when you start to feel that way more, you want to do more, be better, and it's mm-hmm. a snowball effect. Okay, I'm going to start bawling now. This is so inspiring. The good news is we live like less than a mile away from each other. So we can do this all the time in future episodes. But thank you so much. If you want to keep learning, Dr. Danielle is creating the most amazing content. Tell them, tell... our listener here what how they can find you yeah definitely so i have a website it's www.bydesignimc.com so you can find me there i have a lot of blog content coming out and being created otherwise i do do a lot of free fun content on my instagram page which i will just link um, I'm sure there's yes. a way to link it, right? Yes. Um, it's dr.danielle.nd, but we'll we'll put it on there so you can find yeah. the right one. <laughs> Danielle, two L's. D-R, 
period d-a-n-i-e-l-l-e period n-d yes 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 oh my gosh thank you so yes thank you so much for having me this has been so fun and i like love your space and your poppers who is gonna be famous so. And she's been able to smell our uh, bison oh. back ribs that oh, we just yes. took out of the oven before we started. <laughs> <laughs> They're like smelling so good. They're right smelling now. so good. <laughs> Bye.